welcome folks. David here at the roadsweetravel.ca. Friday morning, and we have our special guest with us, Pastor Michael. Uh, welcome, Michael. Good morning. Yeah, I love having you in here just to spruce up our day. Wonderful. Co- and we're calling it Coffee with Jesus. Well, we're- because I refuse to come to the mic without a cup in my hand. That's yeah. why. <laughs> you know, someone asked me yesterday, they said, uh, do you suppose Jesus drank coffee? I don't think it was invented. Yeah. You suppose he would drink coffee with us? Yes. Yeah, I think he would. Absolutely. I don't think he'd have many more than, you know, maybe a cup or two. Yeah. Um, you know, everything in moderation. Yeah. Well, I, I think the idea of fellowshipping, he's going to do anything he can just to... Uh, well, he ate with publicans and sinners. That's right. To the dismay of the Pharisees yeah. and the religiosity group of the day. Yeah. He let his feet be washed by a woman who had been forgiven of so much immoral sin with precious alabaster and ointment. He hung out with tax collectors uh, like Matthew and, of course, Zacchaeus, whose house he went to. Yeah, I think Jesus would be very interested in hanging out with you and me and having a cup of coffee. There's no better time than sitting around with friends enjoying a Jesus conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. If that's the part of our day, at least in some small way or big way, I think our day is going to be the richer for it. Oh, big time. Anyways, we were talking earlier, you had mentioned about the topic of hope. On any given day, there's a lot that we can focus in on, not only in our personal lives and what touches us, you know, into our extended family and friends, but also what touches us in the world. I like to be informed. I like to look at the various news outlets and I like to be informed from my friends. And on any given day, everything that I look at can cause me to stumble and feel at times a little hopeless or lacking in hope because I see what's going on. There is so much pain in our world. I think you'd agree. We know friends that are in pain from broken relationships, broken health. We know friends that are in pain because of a a loss in their lives of job uh, or a loss of, of something else that has been profound to them and then been profound in touch to us. We were talking about a tragedy in our community where we live uh, of someone's passing in I know someone and you know someone and you know people. I was reading just this morning up very early and I like to be informed, as I said. And and this was in my heart and it was causing me some trouble. But as I was reading one of the news broadcasts, I read of a 27-year-old woman who felt hopeless. And her words were that hope is just delayed disappointment. And I say her words because she wrote her own personal goodbye letter as she felt the only thing that she could do was to take her own life. And the profound nature of her exit, if you will, from this life into eternity was broadcast for her friends and colleagues on her own, because we have that platform now, you know, Mm -hmm. through social media. Yes. And she took her own life. And it was so sad to read that she felt that hope was simply delayed disappointment. I was struck by that. 
I was struck internally. I was struck externally. I felt my throat uh, fold up. It was really challenging, David. I, mm-hmm. And then on the way here, the Lord confirmed through just that slight little turn of phrase, you know, about how we have hope. And I thought, yeah, this is the right topic. I know that we we reference scripture a lot and we should. And that is the, the word is our foundation. I don't always give the scripture reference, but I guarantee you everything I quote from the Bible, I can back up with scripture reference. So I apologize to anybody out there, but I guarantee you I can back up everything I say. And Paul said this, and I can't tell you exactly where he said it (laughs) right this moment, but he said, if I have hope in this life only, I am of all men most miserable. Now, Paul had a way with words. Mm -hmm. He wrote uh, arguably the largest part of the New Testament in all of his letters. And Paul recognized that this life in its splendor and its majesty is absolutely nothing that we can have hope in. In fact, Paul said, if I look at all the glories of the, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. I know I'm taking a little bit of license. He said, if I look at this life, and everything it can possibly give me, and I have hope in this life only, then I want you to know that out of everybody in this world, I am the most miserable. Because Paul recognized that this life is nothing to place our hope in. It is absolutely temporal. And if we put all of our eggs, if you will, into Mm. this life's basket, we will be hopeless. That's why Jesus said, come to me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the hope that we exercise, I hope it's going to be a nice day tomorrow. I hope the sun will shine. I hope that we won't get freezing rain. I hope that I can make my flights on time. I hope that I can get to work without gripping the steering wheel white knuckled. Uh, Kids say, I hope for a snow day. (laughs) I don't want to do the test. Right? We use this word hope so much in our daily lives. Yeah, similar to love. Thank you very much. And we somehow don't recognize the significance of such a small word with such a large meaning. It is my hope today, as we talk, that we can point to the one who fills us with hope. My hope is not in this life only. My hope, my true hope, my real hope, is that I will find a way to share this glorious truth of who Jesus is in my life with somebody else. And that's my real hope. Because when life gets tough, and it does, David said in Psalm, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. My hope is not in chariots and not in horses that some trust in. I will remember the name of the Lord our God. I get overwhelmed in my life. I have things that happen to me. I've got family that challenges me. I've got family that is sick. I have a job that sometimes I don't like very much. I have children that push my buttons, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You know, I've I've got a car that breaks down at times, if you will, right? I've got a house. I, I've been sharing with you some of my house issues mm-hmm. as of late, and, and I just had to write a check for thousands of dollars, as you know. And and that's difficult because I I don't have that. Like other people, I have to go into other sources that have been afforded to me through credit. And and I've got real life challenges. But if I have hope in this life only, ah, you know, I, I, I believe John chapter 14, in my father's house are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, Jesus said, to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. Oh, David, that's my hope. Yeah, wow. That's powerful. That's my hope. As I'm building my life, living my life, trying to plan for for my future, trying to make good decisions for my present and my future, trying to live leave my children with not only what what they see in me, but something I can leave them. As I do all of these things, Mm -hmm. um, pay my life insurance, pay my bills. As I do all of these things. I want to make sure I'm not laying up for myself treasures in earth where moth can get in and corruption can set in and rust can corrupt. But I want to lay up for myself treasures in heaven. So I want to do the things which have eternal significance and eternal lasting, which mean that I want to get to know the God of my eternity. Because eternity is coming. I don't have to do anything. Eternity is coming, right? I like your, you have the hope that you can be a very strong influence in introducing someone to Jesus or changing someone's life that they too will have that choice of eternity. Absolutely. I, I turn to song a lot. As you know, I'm I'm a radio broadcaster. I've been blessed to be a part of, uh, of a radio station in St. John for many, many years with a small hiatus in between. And, and there have been so many songs that I have personally heard over the last 17 plus years, 18 years of being with the station that have spoken to me. And of course, Christian music Mm -hmm. is incredibly powerful to us, all of us. And I have been the recipient of incredible messages and song. And every day I hear something that tells me that we can be different and we can share ourselves. And what is Christian music if it's not another medium whereby we can share this beautiful hope that we have in Christ Jesus? And so I I turn to it a lot because it ministers to me. Songs and hymns and spiritual songs, biblically designed to help us. And I got to be honest, David, um, there is absolutely nothing that helps me as much as going to an old song or hymn with a spiritual truth that has such meaning to us. Uh, I'm thinking of one song, Because He Lives. I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds the future and life is worth the living just because He lives. That's my hope today. I want that song I want that message, I want that truth to be just as real for my children and those that I run into and those that I I have connection with. I want to be ready, just like the word says, Mm. be ready to give every man an answer of the hope that lies within you. Wow. With meekness and fear. I I just, I want to be ready. And when you talk about the lyrics of songs, lots of those lyrics are actually their testimony. Yeah. Hope, love. Yeah. These are central themes. The biggest is love. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. That love is the entire theme of the word of God. Uh, There's no doubt about it. But with that love, there's such a desire to find meaning in our world today through all the different mediums. So people give themselves to to their jobs. They give themselves to political change, social change. Uh, They give themselves to so many other mediums out there trying to find a meaning to their own personal life and trying to make a difference. And I, I want to put that as I grow and get older, I'm finding that I'm more grounded and I want to share that in more meaningful ways. And I think we can do that by just looking at our neighbor daily, 
being that honest source of hope. Because if we feel at times, and we do, uh, let's, let's be honest, we have to turn to the word. We do feel that, oh, what am I going to do? We, we ask those questions out loud because we feel at times overwhelmed, mm-hmm. like David said. And we have to turn purposefully back to Christ. Yeah. We have to. When we're not having that deep, intimate relationship with Jesus, that daily conversation, right? you know, in the word, whatever we're doing, we lose the meaning of hope. It's easy to lose our way at times if yeah. we don't stay connected to him and his word. And it's not about a checklist, as we've said many times. It's not about checking off the list, but it's hard to get to know somebody if we don't spend time with people. I need to know what he says on these things. And I can only find that through his word. And then by spending time with him, like you said, in prayer, if I don't do it, I see the difference, right? I was sharing with you earlier of uh, an elder in Christ. She, she worked in the mission field for 20 years. And the Lord placed on her heart to pray for me for every day for a year prior to me coming to the Lord. Isn't that something? So there is hope. There's hope. There is hope. I'm, I, in return, I'm praying for another individual that uh, worked for us some over the past 15 years. And every once in a while, I see that potential. Right. So there's hope. That's right. God looks at the things that are not as though they already are. That gives us the opportunity to cast vision for those things that we see that are impossible with us. With man, things are not possible at times. But with God, nothing is impossible. That very statement alone should give every believer and every struggling believer Mm -hmm. should give us hope because uh, this life will fade. It's coming. Whether we see it in this day and age, as we talked about, we, we believe that we're in the final days. But even if I should sleep and taste death, because it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment, our eternal hope It's coming. It really is. One way or another, a hundred years from now, should the world continue on as it will, chances are fully well that I I may not be here, given my age and and given our lifespan. And so I want to be real about that. But I'm, oh, my hope, my hope is definitely in Jesus. I look at people sometimes as two types of people, believers and non-believers. Certainly. When a believer loses hope, what do you suggest for them? What, what should they be doing? You know, one of the things that you and I and, and that many others have pretty much got down pat is when we're overwhelmed, we talk about it. When we're bothered by something, we find close friends and connections. One of the reasons that believers that I see, and this is my personal, this is from me, one of the reasons that I would lose hope or why I lost hope and, and I found I've seen areas in my life, um, seasons in my life, if you will, was because... I was not personally engaged with Jesus. That relationship. When I got far from him, that's when I started to lose hope. It's like a child that is doing something that they may be dangerous or or something they've never done for the first time, going off to school, right? You know, and looking back at your parent, wanting to make sure that you're safe because when you're in their presence, you're safe. Mm -hmm. Getting into the water. My my youngest son was terribly afraid of swimming. Um, When he was with me, he would come with me at times, but he would be scared. And I, I see that, that same thing being mirrored. If we stay close to the Lord, which at times is difficult. I know we're busy. I know we're busy. It's when we drift from him, when we lose that priority of him in our lives, because we get busy 
was doing so much. We're not human doers. We're human beings. We're supposed to be what God wants us to be. Right. And it's hard to be exactly what we were supposed to be when we spend zero time with him. I'm going back 30 plus years. Lionel Harris, one of my favorite Christian writers, wrote a song, I Miss My Time With You. Those moments we share. I need to be with you each day. And so I see for believers, what, what I would tell them is, you know, I would ask them, how is your prayer life? How is your Bible reading? Not as a checklist, but how is it that, you know, what, what's your daily? I, because that was me. Not everybody falls into me category. And, right. But David, when I felt at my lowest, I used the word and I reached out to someone else. And I said, someone I trust, I said, look, I'm, I'm at a low point. And if I don't get the help I need, and I found someone to partner with, uh, interestingly enough, this happened to be my wife and I found someone to partner with and I shared myself with them. And I, I said, I, there's been times in my life I've been full of hope and this is not one of them and I need some help. So I would tell every believer, find someone you trust, be honest and transparent, share with them what's going on as much as you're comfortable with and let them know that you're losing your way because as much as the word is true, we can find ourselves stumbling yes, for and, sure. and we need that help. Yeah. And God has designed the church, his group of believers. He's designed it so that no man is an island. The Bible says no man liveth to himself or dieth to himself. So let's partner with those people that God has allowed in our lives so that we can walk together. Yeah, That's like what we're that. supposed to I do. Like we're that. supposed to walk together. So for the unbeliever, uh, when that person loses hope and they just feel there's no other alternative other than drastic things, uh, Jesus is the answer. Absolutely. Our testimony, uh, we are, the Bible says, we are an open epistle known and read of all men. And wow. and if we could use that, there is no better opportunity than to point people toward Christ the hope that we have in this life and, and as well as the life to come. And that's when our witness comes into play. And that's when our authenticity of, of our Christian faith comes into play. And people need to see that. Yeah, so, I mean, in lots of churches out there, all they had to do is walk through that door. I, I'll tell you what, there's so many places of faith uh, where you can walk through the door. You're absolutely right. And somebody can share this message of hope with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we talked last week about Jesus is the message and Jesus is the answer. Amen. Amen. Listen, you want a great <laughs> message today. Would you like to finish with a prayer? Father, we thank you for such wonderful privilege of sharing you. That's what we're doing. We're just sharing your wonderful truth and the word that's been declared to us. We thank you for the wonderful hope we have, not in this life only, as Paul declared, but in the life to come. We pray for everybody that listens, and we thank you for the privilege of gathering together on these podcasts to share the wonderful truth of who you are. Bless us today and give us a fresh glimpse of this wonderful hope that we have in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And uh, thanks, folks, for listening. And may you have an amazing, wonderful day. And may you have a Jesus encounter this week. Amen. Amen. Thanks, folks.